0: I've got Eric on with me, and as we kind of mentioned in the last episode about rollerblades, if you recall, uh, Eric was talking about rollerblades, and I made a big stink about whether they were rollerblades or inline skates, and we mentioned that uh, executive producer Abby might have a thing or two to say about it. Well, turns out that's true, and we brought Abby on to help class the join up a bit. So, hello, Eric, and hello, Abby. Hi, Todd. Well, hello, Abby, and hello,
1: Todd. You, you'd queued us up to both try to talk over each other. And guess what? We didn't fall for it.
0: (laughs) As soon as I said it, it occurred to me, I'm like, that was probably the, the, a terrible way to do that. And they're both going to chime in, but you know, you guys are consummate professionals and, and I appreciate that.
2: Well, thank you.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited today to, uh, you know, this is what I like to call the professional series, where when we bring in Abby, where she actually treats this as a podcast, so we'll we'll see how this goes. I'm always excited to have Abby on, and it's always uh, a good time.
2: I will say, today is a little more lighthearted. I only have three pages of research and one page of handwritten notes, so... (laughs) Little
0: different than my last appearance. Well, and I, I guess for comparative purposes, that is what do you what do you figure, Eric? About three pages more of preparedness than we typically have. I was going to say that. Handwritten.
1: That covers the first what um, almost. Two hundred episodes. We might have (laughs) (laughs) minus Habitica episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, this is pretty good. So what what are we what are we talking about today? I, I have a general understanding, but I didn't ask too many questions, so you can get some legitimate responses from me.
2: Okay. Well, today's topic is genericide, as it is referred to. But the common usage would be when people use a brand name to talk about a product that is not actually that brand so in the example of rollerblades people are always saying oh i'm going rollerblading i'm using my rollerblades when what they really mean are inline skates only some inline skates are rollerblade brand there are lots of examples of this in the world i'm sure you can think of some like eric what are some other ones you might have used in the past can you think of any
1: yeah, I think the biggest one is Xerox for me, and I don't know why. It's not like I even know <laughs> – I can't spell it, and, and I barely know what the heck it is. But uh, Xerox is a thing where it's a belief. It's a copier, correct? I mean, that's correct. I think that's – yeah, I mean, that's the one that I know of that comes to mind
0: if somebody was going to say, name one of these, much like you did. That, <laughs> that is so fascinating to me. Because, I mean, I I acknowledge that Xerox is one of those things that there are people who say, you know, go, go Xerox this as opposed to, you know, go copy this. But I had just assumed that those were all like people my age or older who, you know, for which Xerox was the first one. And that's why, like, I just assumed all the young people didn't have that connection. That's fascinating that that's your go to. Well, I mean, what's what's the second one? I, I
1: I almost imagine we're all in the same boat for the second one. There, well, that would be my first, and I think there's a two and a three that, that that then my list would probably end up finishing up, and I'd really have to start
0: thinking. What's what do you got, Todd? Do you have any that's come to mind? I mean, I'm I'm biased due to the conversation that's about to happen, and and the person who's going to have it with us, and you know, living with her. But Velcro comes <laughs> okay. immediately to, like that that one's been. I'm not I I. I'm not going to say I'm not allowed. I'm allowed to. But anytime I say Velcro, it's immediately followed by, is it Velcro? So that's the one that jumps <laughs> immediately to my mind. Yeah,
1: I think. And then the other one that comes to my mind would be Q tip.
0: I think Q tip is a, or, or
1: no, no, may, maybe, maybe Q tip or Kleenex. Those are the two. Yeah. Because I think Kleenex is really the the one. Because uh, I, what is that? Nose tissue, facial tissue. I don't even know what they're supposed to facial be. Facial tissue <laughs> is what
2: that is actually. What yeah, about band aid? Ah, Band-Aid. Word Band-Aid. Uh band band aid. I
1: I do use the word band aid. Yes. What is that? A flesh covered uh, s- sticker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's bandage. It's oh, okay. Simple. Yeah. But that's... everybody says band aid.
1: You're right. That's absolutely. There's probably so. So I'm guessing you you either have a list or you have these memorized. Are you well, I... are you correcting people throughout the day? It sounds to me as if like if you say velcro in your house you have a whip and you smack them to get them in line.
2: <laughs> yeah, saying that I correct people all day is, is probably inaccurate because people just don't come around to me anymore
0: okay.
1: because
2: I'm so <laughs> obnoxious about it. I correct Todd mostly. Yes. But yeah, I as a as a professional working in the branding space oh, I sure. feel very strongly about brand integrity and things like that and so yeah I do tend to correct if someone says I'm using a post-it note are you really or are you using a sticky note that sort of thing is it really a Ziploc bag are you well. googling or are you using a search engine I mean, let's yeah. be clear. Most people are actually using Google, but oh, that's yeah, a whole you. other topic that I'm sure <laughs> you've gone into great depth on, Eric.
1: I believe you forced us into a topic like that once <laughs> before, executive producer. But yes, yeah, uh, we've had exactly. talk, talked about googling and 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 much in many many circumstances uh, through through the years. The yeah, yeah. I think I I, I mean I don't know. If we even, you know, we don't consciously say, our, you know, we don't really make that decision. There has to be some mastermind. I mean, you'd almost give credit to these companies that can make that happen. And I and I guess this is a good place and you might be covering that. Is this a good or a bad thing for these companies, you know?
2: Well, ultimately, we're going to talk about how it's a bad thing for these companies. But I figure before we get too far into the weeds, I'd give you guys a little quiz because everyone loves a quiz, right?
1: Absolutely. Oh, yes.
2: Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe a product, and you guys have to tell me the name of that product. Seems straightforward?
1: Yeah, sure. You're going to give us orders so we don't scream at the same time? You're just going to say Todd or Eric or or how that
2: works?
0: Or is it a competition? Yeah, that's the question.
2: Oh, I like a competition. (laughs)
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: All
2: right. (laughs) Um, So again, the idea is what is the actual name of the product, not the brand name it's commonly referred to as. Okay. And just okay. to be clear,
0: Eric, this quiz has been under lock and key. I have not been All able right. to be anywhere near it. So we're, we're on even ground here.
2: It's fine. That is correct.
0: That's perfect.
2: All right. So we'll start with kind of an easy one. This is a round, flat toy that you throw kind of sideways. And you can play a form of golf with it. Uh, and oh. some dogs like to catch them. It's,
0: it's not a frisbee. Um, oh, no, it's was it a flying disc? disc. Ah,
2: correct. Good yeah. job, Todd. Yeah, they were originally called Frisbees by wham Whammo comes up a lot because Wham-O makes lots of fun toys that we're all familiar with. Um, but they were named after the Frisbee Pie Company because in the 1870s, they made their pie in these weird little plates, and people would just buy the plates without the pie. And go outside and throw them. Because they were perfect.
0: I feel like there's a scene in one of the Back to Futures that features that. And I always thought that was just a joke. But you're telling me that's real.
2: No, that's a legitimate thing. And so, basically, the guy who quote-unquote invented it... Or I guess saw the opportunity in these plates, called it a Pluto platter. <laughs> and Lamo bought the rights and was like, Yeah, we're gonna call it a Frisbee like the Pie Company, but thanks. So that is they're technically called flying discs.
1: But if but if I did call it a Pluto platter, it still would have been wrong.
2: Correct. <laughs>
1: okay. Just making sure for follow-ups.
2: Okay. So we're gonna stick with toys here for a minute because why not, right? This is a stick. With handles and it has a spot for you to stand on it while you're jumping. I was oh. never allowed to own one of these because my parents thought they were too dangerous.
1: I know the brand name, but I can't. What what would it, officially yeah, it's it a pogo stick, but we're talking about the name, so it would be a uh, a, uh, a a jumper,
0: a bouncy, a bouncy stick.
2: A <laughs> a, you're very close. It's the,
0: sp- the spring hopper 2000. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the correct term is jumping stick
1: okay. Oh. Pretty close. Pretty close.
2: Yes.
0: I, th- yes. I honestly thought Pogo Stick was the name of that thing. I didn't realize that was a branding situation.
2: It is a branding situation. A man named George Hansberg, he was traveling the world at some point, like people did in the early 1900s who were rich and stuff. And the legend... Of Of the pogo stick is that he was in Myanmar and he met this girl named pogo who used one of these sticks to travel through her village without getting stuck in the mud. Whether or not that's true, he called it a pogo stick when he trademarked it. (laughs) But it's really a jumping stick. All right. All right. All right. We're going to get a little trickier here. This is the stuff cats do their business in. It's the consumable item, not the container.
0: I don't even have a slightest. God. I mean, kitty litter? Is kitty litter a branded situation? Sounds
2: kitty like litter is. is a branded situation.
0: Oh. What what do you call it in a generic sense? Cat cat feces. Uh, clean. <laughs> <gross>. <laughs>
1: cat, it's
2: just cat called cat litter.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs>
2: like, litter is not oh. a I guess. Specifically, Kitty. Kitty Litter is a brand from the 40s. Gotcha. So this one, this is a little bit of a cheat because this one expired in 2015, the trademark. And so oh. now you can call this what people call it, but I still want to give it a shot because I thought it was a fun story. This is a large box that trash or recyclables go into. We have several in our neighborhood.
0: Dumpster is was dumpster a brand?
2: Yes. Oh.
0: So what is it? A
1: giant waste basket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's called a mobile garbage bin.
1: Okay. Oh.
2: And there were there was this company in Knoxville, Tennessee, and it was run by brothers whose last name was Dempster. Mm. And they invented this as a way of making it easier to get trash onto their trucks they had like a trucking company and so because the action was dumping and their last name was dempster they just kind of combined them in a portmanteau and that was their trademarked name for the mobile garbage bin
1: wow that's that that one probably is the i mean it's gonna be tough to blow my mind on more than that because a dumpster just comes naturally to think that that's what i don't know and i guess if you think about it yeah that the word dumpster doesn't have anything to do with garbage. So, <laughs> but in my brain, I'm just like, yeah, it's a dumpster. Of course. Wow. That's a, that yeah. was a, that's an intense one, but, but you can't correct people officially.
0: If we call it a dumpster anymore.
2: That's right. I had to give okay. that one up a few years
0: ago. Well, thank goodness. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to start referring to situations as mobile waste bin fires. That's just not acceptable. <laughs>
2: oh, I, I don't know. I
0: might adapt that. <laughs> get the side i think the side i side buy that t-shirt <laughs> there oh. you go i like it oh.
2: That's all great. right so here we go this is something that you ride on water like the ocean or on a lake and it's kind mm-hmm. of like a motorcycle it can yeah. be ridden by an individual or a couple of people but i wouldn't put any more than two on there
0: well, I know what you're
1: talking about, but I don't know the generic name for it. Neither do I. I mean, it's a jet ski, but I'm guessing it's a motorized water vehicle.
2: <laughs> you're close. Any other guesses?
0: Sure. Go, Go for bait. it, Todd. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's a personal watercraft.
0: Oh. oh that's, that yeah. sounds very and fancy. <laughs> does make, that's,
2: well, Yes. They are kind of fancy. And... A lot of people think Jet Ski is the brand name for Sea-Doo, but Sea-Doo is also a brand name. Like people I think it's more regional, but some people call it a Jet Ski, some people call it a Sea-Doo, but no matter where you live it should be a personal watercraft unless it's an actual Jet Ski or a Sea-Doo.
0: So, so kind of like it's all cola, if you live up north, you might ask, make the distinction between a Pepsi and a Coke. But if you're in Atlanta, everything's a Coke. Sort of same thing where these are all personal watercraft, but a bunch of people yeah. just call them jet skis no matter what they are sort of a deal. Yeah. Gotcha. All
2: right. I'm going to try and blow your mind again, Eric. I feel all right. challenged by
0: your comments.
2: <laughs> so this is something that you might receive inside a fragile package. And it's a lot of fun to pop the individual parts of it.
1: Obviously, it's bubble wrap, but what is it? Uh, I didn't even know what you would fake that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: know.
1: I, you know, the, the game here is like, if I'm the Brandy Quate, what do I call my product? That's how I'm playing this game. But it's obviously not faring very well. Um, I have no clue what you would call that. I, I just assume bubble wrap would be the, the name.
2: You're going to be so upset by the lack of creativity. I'm just going to warn you. Poppers? I don't know. It's called package cushioning. That's
0: stupid. Uh.
2: <laughs> 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 that, uh,
1: yeah, that's fair. I mean, it is what it is. Bubble wrap is way more fun, though. Come on.
2: It, well, yeah, it is. It's catchy.
1: So was okay, that a brand? So that is a brand. Somebody Bubble actually wrap
2: said. is a brand. Oh, what do you know? So I just got a couple more. Todd, I expect, I expect high marks from you on this one.
0: Oh, um, no pressure.
2: This is an item police officers could use to de-escalate violent incidents, but they usually don't.
0: Taser, I'm guessing, is a is a brand name. So yes. I'm, I'm going to go with Stun Gun.
2: That's correct. Generic.
0: Wow, that's a good,
1: yeah,
2: good one. Good
1: job. See, I Great thought you were job. talking about Mace, which I'm not sure <laughs> if Mace is a brand name or not.
2: You know, I believe that it is. I believe that that is a brand name, but I did not research that one specifically for this. Do either of you know what the acronym TASER stands for? Uh,
0: Target even... acquisition, <laughs> suppression of enemy running away. It's <laughs> 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 <is> pretty good. <laughs>
2: I like it. I like it. So no, it's uh, it stands for Tom A. Swift Electric Rifle. So the brand oh, okay. name is built right into Taser.
1: <laughs> oh there you go.
2: This is a single item of clothing that babies wear, and there are snaps at the bottom to make diaper mm. changes easy.
0: Eric, you've got the youngest kids. I'll show this to <sighs> you. Well, I
1: mean, I don't know the name of it. It's a onesie, but I'm guessing it is just a um, undergarment, baby, baby, baby undergarment. I don't know.
2: That's close enough. It's called a one-piece garment. Okay. Um, Gerber has owned the trademark on onesie what? for a very long time. And they are the only ones who call it that. You might see it called a union suit. I can't think of the name they use in Britain. Todd, oh, a baby grow. They call it a baby grow. Oh
0: girl. yeah. Uh, union suit. That sounds very yeah. proper. That's that. That sounds like that sounds like you're sending your, your little infant in with like a bayonet to take out some Confederates. That's just weird. That's I I, I refuse young. to acknowledge that.
2: Okay. <laughs> My grandmother always called it a union suit. When that I is super little. awesome.
1: You know what I call them? I call them Onessies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's, uh, I like it. Luckily, they will not be in my future. So thank goodness.
2: Yes, thank la- goodness for all last of The last
1: Union suit was on Miles. Goodbye. <laughs> Send
2: them off to war. <laughs> I call them kindling is what Eric is trying to say. Okay, last one. This is a machine that smooths ice in an ice skating rink sometimes mm. between periods in a hockey game.
0: Well, I mean, I assume Zamboni is the the brand name on that, but again, I'm I'm hesitant to know what, what the actual non-branded thing is called. Uh, ice, let's go with ice prepping vehicle.
2: <laughs> That's pretty close. It's an ice resurfacer.
1: Oh, there we Does go. Doesn't really
2: have that same ring as Zamboni.
1: Do we do we know is Zamboni the man's last name?
2: Yes, Frank Zamboni invented the first <laughs> ice so surfing machine uh, <laughs> in 1949.
0: <laughs> no. Oh yeah, okay, all right. Thank you. That's Frank. A, that, that, that sounds like a Professor Todd answer. If, it, I mean, doesn't it? I believe that it's honest, but if you're like, who was the inventor of the Zamboni? Um, Frank, Frank Zamboni. <laughs> he was. The, he invented the thing. <laughs> That's
1: absolutely what I would say. (laughs) If that came from Todd's mouth, I'm like, okay, thanks, Todd.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Uh. I realize I'm at a disadvantage because you know, I'm associated with Todd and I say factual (laughs) things and people assume I'm lying about them because of Professor Todd. Yeah, yeah. I think truly Frank Zamboni was a guy who invented the machine in 1949
0: oh we believe you abby you're, you're a no, trustworthy well, source yeah
1: no we don't, we don't it's just it's just unfortunate that that's where my brain goes first is that this is obviously just professor todd talking but oh well that todd i think you you secured the only one uh, official i think you or you had multiples at least one either way i had zero so i i lost this this competition
2: you were really a, close and I think you suffer because you're a creative person, Eric. You were trying to think of really creative names for these things, and that's just sadly not.
1: No, they're almost too too uncreative. It's it's sad. Ah.
2: And for what it's worth, Todd, you had two correct ones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's two more than Eric. In case you're I keeping need.
2: score. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, so, we're keeping score. Now that we finish the quiz, it's probably a good time to take a. Uh, quick break and then we'll come back and talk about how this phenomenon affects companies
0: perfect when
1: buying clothes you have choices you can be stylish be trendy be outspoken but those are all the wrong answers we want you to be like justin benline be Be beige. beige why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit JustinBenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. JustinBenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be Be beige. Beige. All right, everyone. And we are back. And, and as you guys might have not known, uh, Justin Bedline is the generic version for a human being. That is, is true. So, uh, so please be, be prepared. Franchise 10 is the brand name. Uh, Justin Bedline is the generic. Um, so uh, that was a fun little quiz. And Abby has some more goods and treats for us. What, what what's next up on this uh, generified, is that correct?
0: Generic, genera.
2: Generic side.
0: Generic. Okay, that's like a... homicide. Yeah, but, but
1: generic. Like
2: homicide. Generic.
0: Basic homicide. Okay, that's it.
1: Kill, killing of the brands. What what do we got right. going on next here, Abby?
2: So what I'd like to do is have you take a look at a video. Uh, Todd has been made to watch this previously, uh, but it kind of sums up uh, in a fun way how companies feel when their name is used in place of the generic term for a product. I've sent you over a link and I think I don't want to do any more introduction. I just want to have you watch it.
1: All right. I have it queued up here on my computer and I will be able to hit play.
3: We're a company that's so successful. that Everywhere you go, you see the scratchy, hairy fastener and you say, Hey, that's Velcro. But even though we invented this stuff, our patent lapsed 40 years ago, now no matter who else makes it, you still want to call it Velcro. You think it's awesome for us, we're famous, but we're lawyers and it's causing us grief. Cause there are trademark laws being broken, it's all here in this short legal brief. And we know that this is confusing, because Velcro progress. What if you call it all old crow? We're gonna lose our <laughs> circle down. This is called hook and loop. This part's a hook. This part's a loop. You call it Velcro, but we're begging you. This is f***ing hook and loop. We know this seems ridiculous. This is a first world situation. And we made half of a billion last year. I went to Texas. And we're asking you not to say a name. We took 60 plus years to build. But if you keep calling these Velcro shoes, our trademark will get killed. Yeah. We aren't just doing this for us. We're doing it for all the successful brands that got so popular, people started using the brand names the wrong way. So please remember. If you need something to clean up your socks, do it with bleach and not with <laughs> if you have blood from a pooper you made This is a bandage and
2: not a They're
1: bleeping out the name
3: someone you're dating <laughs> no. It's life skating and not I know that bleep stuff Is more fun to say But if you keep doing it Our trademarks go away This is look look. This one's a look.
1: On the very night. Well, that's, that's that's very nice. That's from the actual Velcro brand.
2: That is correct.
1: So, so all right. So, what are the, so they're worried from what I can tell, which is a new, if people use it in a generic term long enough, that basically a trademark can go away. Is that their their main concern?
2: Pretty simply put, yes. Uh, what what can happen is another company who makes so with the let's use velcro as the example another company who makes hook and loop can take them to court and say everybody calls this velcro i want the right to call my product velcro too Mm
3: -hmm. and the
2: court can review do people actually use the term velcro in a generic way does it still really signify an attachment to that brand product or is it just kind of the general term for that and if the court decides that it's the general term for it the trademark becomes what they call genericized and this has happened for a lot of products that you're aware of the products but you didn't realize this is what happened for example <laughs> aspirin was a trademark for a type of medicine acetylsalicylic mm-hmm. acid i think is how you pronounce it and bear owned that trademark but they lost it here in the United States. They still have it in some other countries, but now anybody can call that medicine aspirin because everybody was calling it aspirin. Dry ice is another example. Escalator, heroin. Yeah. Heroin. heroin was a brand. Oh, name. good. Heroin,
0: oh. like the drug heroin, was yes. was a brand.
2: Oddly enough, <laughs> also Bear. Bear had the uh, trademark on that as well. Oh, um, a laundromat. Laundromat used to be a brand's name, linoleum, teleprompter, trampoline, videotape, all of these things oh, at geez. one point were a trademark, and they lost in court because everybody believed it to be the generic term for the item. Oh. Well, oh yeah. and so,
1: Vel- Velcro is so screwed. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I looked at that video and it said 2017. So I am wondering if they still have it because there's no, I didn't know it was called a hook and loop. And I can't imagine if you did a quiz for your quiz and you started off with Velcro and we had everybody do it. How many people besides, you know, maybe the two in the household that,
0: you know, <laughs> but Would I mean, been conditioned.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit little bit. Yeah, that's kind of that's that's a bit disturbing, but also I understand it. Like I can't argue it, you know, from a Right. but but from a brand, I mean, obviously Abby myself, you know, we own, you know, and Todd you own Toddcast. <laughs> so if people if people start, you know, just referring generically and what, you know, that's that's tough because you, you know, as a brand, you do really focus on making yourself well known and putting time and energy into your, you know, your logo and your in general your brand name to get it out there to then have it taken away from you because you've done such a good job that's crazy
2: right it's like trying to walk this really fine line if your company like velcro of we want people wanting our product and associating this product with us but we don't want them associating us with every product that's like ours I think one of the things that makes it challenging is a lot of these companies will have a patent on something for a long period of time, and then that patent will expire and other people can make a form of that product. Mm -hmm. So with Velcro, for a long time, they were the only people making that. Another example of this would be zippers. Zipper used to be a brand name for a metal fastener that went on boots and other clothing items. And Oops. boots. It started for boots during the war, the Great War, I believe, not World War Two, if I'm remembering correctly. It was to make it easier for soldiers to get their boots off and on rather than tying them. Huh. So the zipper that's that was the original function of the zipper and it was a trademarked item. And as other people began to make them, and they hit the marketplace, they lost that trademark because everybody thinks that's a zipper. And I mean, now today it is, but that wasn't well, always really the case.
0: I'm hoping you know this, both because you're you're talking on this subject, and also because you're a person who's done plenty of sewing type things. What is the generic name for a zipper?
2: Well, now is it, it is zipper.
0: Oh, it it, it 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 the the original term for it is just lost to time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, it was, it, was a metal fast, it was a metal fastener. Oh, okay. mean, it was a metal fastener. Okay. It was almost as basic. boring as
0: what they call what bubble wrap actually is. Okay.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Often the product name is really boring. I think if they could come up with more exciting product names in the first place, then maybe people wouldn't try and steal the brand name. Uh, but <laughs> now the generic term for zipper is, in fact, zipper. Let and me so ask. Velcro doesn't want that to be the case.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, so, okay, so from my understanding point, so if you have a patent, right, a patent basically is allowing you to make a certain product and saying other people can't do it in this way. You know, it's kind of like a, not necessarily a formula, but it's a, you know, series or it produces a product and no one else can do that. Now, people can make patents, you can make something somewhat like that, but you're not allowed to have it exactly, right? So, and that keeps people from making your product, which means they can't then sell products to go against you and you have that advantage. Mm -hmm. So once that patent clears and people, and people, or somebody comes up with a similar product that's very similar or so forth, what would be the benefit of making sure that they're not using your generic name and you get generic, you know, because the patent is creating, is limiting the market. So that way you have complete control, but the brand name doesn't do anything except for Control that, you know, from marketing standpoint. So, for Velcro's sake, there people are making hook and loop already. They're just making sure that people aren't making their generic product. Also, instead of it saying hook and loop, them calling it Velcro and making it easier for them to market on shelves. Is that the major thing here, or are they making yeah, money so from having it copyrighted?
2: I think what they're concerned about is, and you probably have seen this, especially in children's clothing. I think it's a really good place where you would see this and you have some exposure to that. Non-Velcro brand hook and loop is typically an inferior product. Mm-hmm. Uh, Velcro continues to try and innovate. I, I mean, I sound like I'm a Velcro salesperson and I'm not, but I'm as a person who <laughs> sews, I'm a big fan of their actual product versus the next guy because they're constantly looking for ways to solve those little issues you have with Velcro, where hair gets stuck to it or fuzz gets stuck to it or it warps in the washing machine, things like that. And so their name does have a quality associated with it. Mm -hmm. And if anybody can be using that name, it then makes it harder for them to charge what they need to charge to keep doing that research, development and innovation on their end. Because you will pay more for a Velcro brand item than a generic hook and loop. You know, if I'm buying it like by the yard, there's a significant price difference. Absolutely. to my mind, there's a significant quality difference. If I went into Joanne's and I couldn't tell which one was Velcro because everybody's allowed to call everything Velcro, I as a consumer am frustrated because I might end up with the inferior product. And so i think but I also think this is part of the reason that Velcro is constantly trying to improve their product is as if we can find something that's different enough and patent that and kind of reset the clock and people are like, well, why would I use this hook and loop? Because now, like Velcro has some fasteners right now that aren't hook and loop, but still do the same thing. And I've encountered these in the wild, but they're not very common yet. And I don't know what the generic name for it would be because they're the only ones making it at this Mm -hmm. point. And it's more like teeth than hooks. And so it just kind of rests together. You can't get anything stuck in it. Like there's no hook for things to get stuck on. And so I think they're trying to come up with what is the next Velcro that we can hold on to for a little while.
1: Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. I'm just wondering, so who, who takes them to, like, does somebody just take them to court? The the other companies take them to court, basically saying, hey, this is the generic, you know, everybody calls it this, and we should be able to use this on our packaging. Because that's really the key, right? Is to, Yes. To be able to brand themselves as that, take that, all that brand equity, use that, so that way they can, you know, boost their sales.
2: Yeah, so another company can take them to court, or what can be a really unfortunate thing is Velcro can decide to sue somebody for trademark infringement. Mm -hmm. Let's say they find a company who's selling their product as Velcro. Mm -hmm. They take them to court. And in the course of arguing that case, the judge goes, well, I actually don't think your trademark means anything. So you're walking away as a complete loser. Yeah. And so it makes it like they can't really enforce it. The way they would like to, because it puts them at risk of getting in front of a judge who goes, yeah, your, your name doesn't mean anything anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: that's rough. Yeah. And, and it's sad because I, I mean, I'm not obviously on a jury or a, a judge for that matter, but boy, that would be a tough one for them to sell, you know, which, you know, and the whole thing about copyright and, and so forth is you have to, you have to actually enforce it. So if they don't enforce it, they could actually lose it as well. And yes. Obviously, I'm not a legal. You know, this is is not legal advice, which I believe is what you're supposed to do when you say things like this. Um, yes. I'm not counseling anyone, but I do know from many, many podcasts uh, that that I listen to about random things like this. It's yeah. If you if you have a brand and you just let people use it, hence why you hear the story of. Walt Disney world suing a kindergarten for, for them having a mural of all their characters and so forth. It's because if you don't enforce it, then you can lose your copyright. So Velcro has to probably enforce this sometimes, but every time they do, it's just, I can only imagine.
0: All the dice.
1: Absolutely. Crazy, crazy, crazy.
2: Yeah. I will make one distinction between trade trademark and copyright, because they are two different things. the, enforcement rules are a little different trademark is there to protect like your brand name and Mm -hmm. overall perception versus actual items of intellectual property so the enforcement burden is not quite as high like as your example with disney Um, but it's still basically the same concept. Like, every time you let it fly, that can be brought up in court mm-hmm. the next time. And so it is walking a very fine line if you're a company like Velcro. Um, and I think Velcro, of the ones we've talked about, they're really in that kind of danger zone compared to, like, Kleenex or Xerox. Although I would think that a Band-Aid probably has to be walking that exact same
0: line. Oh, yeah. Because I, mean, I don't know anybody
2: who says bandage.
0: The, the only people that I know who don't call Band-Aids Band-Aids are all in Britain, and they call them plasters. Because uh, yeah. everybody <laughs> in, on this side of the pond, they're, it's a Band-Aid. Like, I don't know how they can keep that trademark. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: there's There has to be some dangerous... Uh, yeah. The one... At least I, I feel like the ones we mentioned. Now, I think Xerox could be safe, because it's such a weird term that we understand that it's... you know I think they'll be safe, but... And I think Kleenex could be safe. You know, I think we all know that they're, you know, tissues. Like I think we use tissues enough that that Kleenex. But right. yeah, Vel Velcro's a tough one, guys. I I hate to say it, and you know, and that's why they're putting out their money and they're they're making they're making weird esque parody videos, you know, yeah, to to try to save it. But yeah, that's a that's a crazy,
0: and I wouldn't have thought of this.
2: So that's generic in a nutshell.
0: So what's the brand name for Nutshell? I believe uh, Mr. Peanut, right, is the is the is the is the, br- is the brand, and Nutshell is the generic. There correct.
2: You there you go. That,
0: that sounds about right. Cool. Well, thank you, Abby. That was again class enough to joint, bringing some actual knowledge. Uh, I I enjoyed that. Uh, it was a fun quiz. Good stuff. Any last words? Anything you wanna wanna plug while you're on here?
2: No.
0: I was gonna
1: say this is this has been an entire episode plugged by Velcro. You can. <laughs> they even had a page. <laughs> paid product sponsorship in the middle of this episode <laughs>
2: yeah i mean velcro if you want to send me some free product i will happily sew it into garments bags etc and I'm... continue to talk kindly about your company
1: i was gonna say abby you can go on the podcast circuit and have this episode for for many <laughs> just go around <laughs> the, Vel, the first velcro advocate
0: there you go oh, that's beautiful fantastic eric any any last bits from you before we wrap things up
1: no i always enjoy these episodes abby thanks so much for coming on i always enjoy you bringing the uh bringing some knowledge and and notes and just always fantastic for you to
0: be part of the Toddcast professional series
1: Indeed. well
2: thank you so much for having me this was fun for me also
0: cool well thank you thank you Eric. thank you abby thank you listeners and uh until next time i hope you all have a good one Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. We bring us back whenever you
1: want.
2: Ooh, I am in control of this.
1: Yeah, Apparently, this is yeah, this that's, is
0: that's the that's professional series.
2: Yeah. Oh, I feel so fancy.
0: <laughs> you've had that. Uh... That executive producer credit for, for too long without having to work for it is basically what Eric's saying.
1: <laughs> My, believe me, Miles has been working for it for quite some time.
2: Actually. Okay, so what we'll do is I'll bring us back, I'll introduce the video clip, and then we'll have you watch that, Eric. Okay. Sounds good?
1: That's perfect.
2: Okay, and we're back. I had nothing prepared after I said it. <laughs> This is why I can't be in charge of it. The, Todd, the glories of bring it.
0: I don't bring us back either. Eric's right. normally the bring us back all right. person. So. I, I can bring us back.
1: No, it's all right. It is a difficult task. I remember when Todd had me intro the episode for the first time. Like, oh <laughs> <laughs> just you don't you don't think your brain isn't isn't operating that
3: way, so Elkro companies made a video. Telling you that this is hook and loop and not velcro Now we know our message has been heard Thanks to all your comments and your big colorful words Who are all these f***ing clowns and angry fewer asked us? Kevin says please hook and loop your heads out of your asses This guy really hates our lawyers and our trademark rights Sean, he caught us immoral, grasping parasites Thank you so much for all your feedback The worst sound ever So glad that you took the time to write to Even though you didn't love the message Damn, Lots of you are now getting it right As long as you know that it's hook and loop on those door shelves it's okay, this English dude wants us to sue ourselves. Up their hooks, up their loops, Mr. Banana wrote. Hey, at least they said hook and loop together in that quote. We hear you people of the world, thousands of comments from 150 countries as far away as China, where they told us Velcro means powerful hook, and here in America where they asked us politely to please die of genocide. Your words mean so much to us, especially those who are constructive, offering other possible names for hook and loop, and here they are. Friction Fuzz. That's pretty clever. Click butts. Oh yeah, whatever. Fur tape. I think that's a maybe. Rip to strip. Scratching friends. That works for me. This is what they call it in Germany. Clever Schloss. Schloss. Clever Schloss. Slas- 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 yeah. Schlas- Clever Schloss. Slas- slas- yeah. slas- 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 Romanian translation. Hedgehog. Smell crow. Yeah, that's awesome dog. Root tuba pile. That has a nice ring. Willing claw That's marketing. Frippy grass. Yeah, oh, that's not bad. Thunder seeds. That's the best one you guys have. So much for all your feedback But look and look we're gonna stick with it Hope that you all liked our second video And don't think it's a forced shit.